You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you build an all-star team of growth marketers to supercharge your campaigns? Well, our guest talks candidly about what you need to get the right mix and the best results. All this and more on episode number 424. Welcome to Mobile Presence, your destination for everything mobile. I'm your host as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, senior Forbes writer, and founder of Mobile Groove. And as we plan ahead for Q2, and if you're on a tight budget, then you know that it's important to make certain you're getting the most out of your time and your talent. So how do you build a team of all-star marketers? Well, we find out from the experts because this is the bi-weekly feature show where we do exactly that. We talk to the marketing experts. It's their daily job. It's their expertise. It's earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Lyft off a full service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. So my guest today is Jason Conger, head of user acquisition at Wooga, a publisher of story-driven casual games. Jason, you are not German. Wooga is based in Germany. Maybe you just want to give us a high level view of how you got there. Yeah, so I'm not from Berlin. I actually grew up in uh, the Chicago area um, and moved my way out to Berlin to work uh, for Wuga, um, one of my um, admired gaming studios. Um, my boss at the time was working on Dragon Vale, um, later moved over to Wuga in Berlin. And um, shortly after, the stars kind of aligned and everything worked out. And I moved my way over to Berlin, um, and I don't think I'd take it back for anything at this point. So you have that mix of marketing and gaming, which is what you need because we're talking about that today. We're talking about how to build a high-performance team that brings together the marketing, that brings together creative, brings together a lot of different skills that you need to have in your team. Let's just talk about those skills. Are there skills that you have to have as opposed to the nice haves? Yeah, there are definitely ones that are really important for a UA manager. And I think it comes down to their ability to make decisions, their ability to be um, uh, detail-oriented, their, um, the, the way that they prob- problem solve and being um, analytical and critical thinking. So. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a basic level of things that are important for a UA manager, and I think it comes down to those skills. Um, I'll take a step back there, and I would say that there's three like key components of what I would say makes a good UA manager. 
And for me, that's um, the technical side, the creative side, and the business-minded side. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the technical side, these are the people who are uh, very detailed when it comes to like uh, SQL and automation and machine learning. When you think of the creative people, they are uh, very design-oriented. Um, they have uh, they have understanding of marketing um, and CRM and social. And then there's this third part that I would say is the business acumen where um, they're tied into uh, statistics and economics and modeling and risk management, strategic planning. And these are the people that are working with the the finance teams, the product teams, the management. So I'd say that there's these three key areas that are important. um, And each UA manager maybe will be different. um, And it's hard to find maybe someone with all these skills. But there are three key components that make a good UA team. Obviously, it'd be great to have someone who has all three, right? It's like hitting the lottery. But (laughs) it's not going to happen. You're going to have maybe, maybe someone's going to have two of them if you're lucky. It's not going to be one person. Would you say get three people to do a UA job or get two that come really close? Can you, can you give UA to one person? I think for me, it comes down to how you structure the team ultimately, because yeah, not every person is going to be able to do each key component. And I think nor should they be maybe expected to. So you definitely have the people that come from a much more analytical background that are able to learn SQL quickly and are able to automize automate their tasks and um, like really do the data side of things. But those people also maybe not are the most creative people. So it's, it's a combination of, of how you set up the team and the people that you bring into the team. So for mm-hmm. us, that means that we have, we have these tasks that are non-related to the day-to-day UA because everyone still has to do maybe their day-to-day UA functions of, managing networks and talking to their partners and optimizing they go through campaigns. the spreadsheets as well right <laughs> exactly yeah digging through all those yeah. hopefully hopefully we're better than spreadsheets at this point and we've got better <laughs> pi than that um but yeah that's that's just like a day-to-day core competency of a ua manager but if you ultimately think of what like drives these people ultimately they're going to be kind of let down in the long run if that's the only job that they have to do if they're just being mm-hmm. a media buyer it's not super fulfilling as a person's for their career. So the way that we do it is we set up maybe these bigger picture projects and these big picture tasks that are more fulfilling than the day-to-day optimization. So whether that's, we'll talk about it later with, you know, iOS 14, um, whether that's tackling retargeting, whether it's trying to think about how to design creatives for a deviceless world. There's, so many different big picture projects that are happening in user acquisition at any given point in time that these different people with their different skill sets are naturally inclined for tackling and solving some of these things that are just um, imperative for UA to keep advancing and growing. And that's a great idea too, because of course, one, a big goal keeps everyone focused. Stretch goals are always great. You'll find that you can adapt to, um, most any task when you have to, right? So it's a great way to make certain the talent works together in a team. It also stays fresh. Speaking of talent, what would you say yours is, Jason? Good question. Um, 
Be humble. <laughs> be I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's probably why I'm probably going to have a hard time answering. Um, so I think probably different between maybe me as a UA manager and me as a, uh, when I think of myself now as the, the head of UA. For the head of UA, I feel like something that I'm able to do quite well is connecting the dots between different teams and between different experiences that I've had before throughout my career. Um, so I would say personally, I'm probably more heavily indexed on like this business side. So for me, it's trying to connect like a business goal with some sort of novel innovation. Um, and yeah, throughout, throughout, I guess my, my career, I've just been able to kind of see some similarities between, you know, marketing and data and product and, um, yeah, creative. That kind of helps me to connect UA to other parts of the business. You're working on a skills matrix, I understand, to identify the traits of UA levels of experience. It's, it's work in progress, and these are always exciting projects. Can you share a little bit about that? Uh, a little bit, sure. I'd be happy okay. to. So um, this is where I kind of talk about those those distinct areas of, of UA and how they kind of are unique and individual from one another. So um, within our team, we have like a number of different people who are either very creative heavy or um, design focused or uh, data driven or, um, or uh, business minded. And being able to put like their kind of like score in terms of all of these different skills um, just like openly and transparently shared to the rest of the team. Because like for our team, we know that some people are just very good at the technical side of SQL and other people aren't really interested in that. Um, but there's like, this kind of like range between all of us and like the better someone can help like an entire team with their knowledge and being able to automate tasks um, makes us all grow more than we could individually on our own. What always fascinates me in teams and we're talking more about that now because, of course, marketing has shifted, that you think about acquisition and you think about retention. They used to sit apart, maybe floors apart, maybe buildings apart. Um, mm -hmm. But now it's coming closer. Creative. Creative was like, oh, that's those people with the glasses in the back, you know, the Ray-Bans <laughs> and stuff, right? And now it's like, no, we're all sitting at the same table. Uh, and it can get interesting, you know, bringing the artist and the analysts together and, and refereeing here and there a bit because everyone wants their voice and they found their voice. Maybe you can tell me how you manage all of these really cool types of people, but in one team. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a really unique thing of, of marketing for gaming company because it, there, there is this so deeply inherent creative side. And then there's also this foundation of data analytics and uh, like these results oriented performance marketing teams. So you tend to see in UA that there's always like this base level of data because we're performance driven, but on either side of the coin, there are the people that are much more creative and there are the people that are much more um, analytical um, and trying to trying to manage between those two sets, like the creative side can often have like these lofty, um, ambitions and desires yeah. for how to market or uh, like build a brand or a product. And sometimes I think we have to hone them in on maybe what our goals are or what we ac actually want to accomplish. 
Um, like in the past, we've done maybe marketing campaigns where we're not clear on the onset of what we're trying to accomplish. And maybe that means that we don't involve the right people to figure out how to measure and analyze the desired result. And then ultimately, um, it's just hard to distinguish was that a successful or negative experiment and why. Um, so sometimes from the creative side, we have to kind of sit down and figure out actually like what is our goal here and what are we trying to accomplish? Um, but then from the, from the highly analytical side, I think if you look at like a data scientist, they want to have everything very controlled in an A-B test with a um, strict environment and be able to very clearly see the uplift. And I think what we notice in UA is that like we can't control the environment around us. It's an infinitely changing market with um, just natural flaws because of all of the competition and all of the external factors. So it's kind of hard sometimes to combine how to see it from both angles, but ultimately we both have to work together and we have to find some sort of balance because um, yeah, data is the basis for maybe making these informed decisions, but creativity is what kind yes. of brings us innovation and novelty. And, and we have to find a way that everybody has a voice and we're all, um, we're all working together towards um, something bigger maybe than either side can accomplish on their own. Absolutely. And you do have to bring it all together because at the end of the day, I'm the player, I'm the person you need to appeal to, and that needs to be at some level on a human level. Yeah, we have to know how to speak mm -hmm. to our players as like real human beings on the other side of the screen. I think we noticed this during Corona, especially too, that it's really important to have your marketing message hit your audience at a, at a layer that like really speaks to them. It was important for us, for our marketing to reflect kind of like the position that people were in at the time. So um, we have this game, June's Journey, where we showcase hidden objects. And it was important for us to not display these luxurious vacation uh, environments when people yeah. aren't allowed to vacation. They're not allowed to go outside. They're confined to their home. So um, I think through your tone and your messaging and your creative, you can really speak to your audience in an authentic way. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, you can't show these scenarios the same way you did before, or you at least have to be sensitive to a number of factors. And one thing I need to be sensitive to is we have to go to break. I'd love to keep talking, Jason. We do have to go to break, but listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. 
You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, our special segment with the mobile heroes and our mobile hero today, Jason Conger, head of user acquisition at Wooga. Jason, before the break, we were talking about teams, how to build an all-star growth team. You're a superhero. What would you say is your superpower? Wow, uh, great question. Um... <laughs> Maybe for me, the ability to see through the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I think I have to as a user acquisition manager. I think I have to as a user acquisition manager because there's so much um, there's so much uncertainty around us that we kind of have to put on our user acquisition filter to mm. um, yeah really kind of uncover what's uh, what's real and what's uh, misleading. I think I've been doing this for long enough that I can like sense out when things don't feel quite right. Absolutely. I, I have a lot of friends, colleagues in your business over the years doing all these interviews, obviously, you know, and there we have long conversations when we used to meet in coffee shops to have them. Uh, you know, what is statistically significant? What about the outliers? What do you throw out? What is the data really telling you? So it's not even about the the source of the data or or something that deep. It's just like, what am I really seeing? So yeah, having to be able being able to see that, see what's really there, that's an important power. And speaking of what's important, you talk about crafting an awesome team, but you have an interesting path. And I'd like to understand, again, connecting the dots in this path. You go from craft beer, right, to crafting an awesome team. Interesting path. What are some of the lessons you have learned and maybe some of the, the skills that you can apply in both? Yeah, so I owned a craft brewery in Colorado for uh, a number of years before moving on to marketing games. And for me, I think, I mean, learning through owning a craft brewery, there's so many ups and downs um, in trying to get and build a brand from scratch and um, ultimately just do something that you're passionate about um, making beer and, and serving it to people. So I think I learned a lot of kind of invaluable lessons for me as an entrepreneur in that time, um, mm -hmm. working with my friends, working with a community and a family. Um, and yeah, just making sure to like see the see the enjoyment in, in things around you and not get so tied up in, in the details. Um, and especially I can, I can relate that to, to UA. At the end of the day, we're, uh, we're making games for a living that put smiles on millions of people's faces around the world. So um, sometimes it can be tough to, to, to be so detail oriented into KPIs and performance and numbers, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a living, breathing product that's making people happy for a living. And 
um, I think it's just a really fortunate position to be in. So what is the, the stress for someone in a UA team right now? I mean, is it, we'll talk about IDFA in a moment. I don't think you can do a show without talking about IDFA, at least for not another couple of weeks. But other than IDFA, what is that? Yeah, I mean, there's always the underlying performance targets. But now mm-hmm. I think the biggest the biggest challenge is the uncertainty of what's coming ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, a real unknown about what what the future, I think, of user acquisition is in this deviceless world. I know that that's, yeah, again, something we'll talk about later. But um, like, where does UA fit in a growth team's organization? And what kind of impact do we have if we can't show what's meaningful because we can't measure it? So I think as far as UA goes, like there, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now and and where we add value to an organization in the future and how we work with our partners um, to kind of achieve our business goals. So um, I, I know ultimately like that we'll find a solution to this because it's a, it's a environment filled with a, a bunch of really smart people and technology and and, and platforms and, and we'll make our way through it. But right now it's just this foggy future of what what UA looks like. And it, it's been so mm-hmm. certain for so long that we've sat kind of on this pedestal of data clarity and that's about to change. And I think people are, um, yeah, a bit just uh, uncertain of what it'll look like and how, and how, it'll, how it'll work. How are you actually keeping that feeling and making certain that everyone is just approaching this in a very systematic way and we'll all get through it in the end. I think it starts by probably breaking apart the pieces of it and not trying to tackle a massive problem at once, but breaking it down into more solvable solutions. So I think that means that we need to we need to involve different parts of the business because they're like, when we're just saying the IDFA changes, it's so much, it's much bigger than that involving, you know, data science and product and engineering and UA. And, and it's just this multifaceted problem that, um, yeah, we can't solve in a silo. So I think it's important for us to work towards kind of a, a common goal, to figure out what we need to achieve here. So when it comes to this deviceless world, the, the, the problem I think comes from two sides. One, in terms of the um, measuring side and how to report for um, what we're actually bringing to the organization. Um, and then the other side is how do we continue to do our function with our networks and acquire users, whether that means that the algorithms are changing or um, the partners aren't able to find the quality that we're used to. Um, like this is obviously going to be a problem that we have to solve. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there, there's there's a number of problems here. I mean, there's been problems in the past that we've we've tackled, whether that's, you know, originally with limited ad tracking or, um, yeah, um, zero to IDFAs. We, we've we've had you know shifts in terms of how UA functions, and and this is just kind of another one. Um, it's much bigger, obviously, than I think some of the other problems that we faced in the past. But 
Um, you know, I believe that that we have a, a large enough industry that we're going to make our way through it. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little tough in the process, but we'll, we'll get to the finish line. Absolutely. As you said yourself, you know, set together with your team, maybe set this up as a project, bring in everyone's perspective, you know, turn a problem into an opportunity. Speaking of opportunities, I always like to try and end with one quick answer I saw in your blog, and we'll get to that moment and tell people where they can find it. But, you know, you also have a few thoughts around how to test channels, how to choose channels, um, how to verify them. We always want to know a surefire channel test. There probably isn't one, but what can you share? Yeah, I'm going to say, is there actually one? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if we're talking about iOS 14 and the lack of maybe clarity around uh, devices, like I'd have to say Apple search ads gives us the biggest leg up. And uh, if I have to go with a specific test, it's got to be brand related keywords on Apple search ads, um, whether you know, this has some sort of cannibalization effect on your organic traffic. Uh, that's probably something your your data science team has to figure out. But tracking perspective, that will be a no doubt ROI positive campaign. Mm -hmm. Well, that's some smart advice. And I know that you have, as I said, your blog, we'll get to that in a moment. But overall, Jason, people are listening and they're like, hey, I want to connect with Jason. I want to continue the conversation. What's the best way to stay in touch? feel free to find me on LinkedIn um, I'd be happy to connect with you. And um, yeah, from there, feel free to follow up. Awesome. I'm already linked in and uh, we'll have that in the show notes. And of course, if you want to read up on Jason's very valuable blog, he talks about building a growth team. He talks about these topics. You can find it over at his dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io. That's where you can find all the other mobile heroes in the series. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com. That's where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can find all earlier episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Amazon, and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember every minute is mobile. So make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.